You're listening to Let's go. the Second Opinion Podcast. Second Opinion on what? I think we should get a second opinion. Where all things gaming are on our mind all the time. That's all I can think about. Just like the name says, we might have some different opinions. So get yelling, laughing, crying, and of course some very opinionated gamers. Here are your hosts, Celeb, Bolt, and TJ. You need to stop talking about our ex-manager like that. Okay? Oh, Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. Anyway. Why did you tell me my face was lumpy? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, man. I don't know, bro. Things have uh things this week have been like I guess I wouldn't say slow, but things have just been weird. <laughs> I know. Okay, listen. I know UPS. You're like, oh god. You work for a fucking packaging company. What do you expect? Packages, which I get every day. Yeah. Monday through Friday, from five thirty until nine thirty every morning. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me ask you this: yes. Did it seem like Prime? Those Prime days were not as bad as you thought they were going to be. Uh. They, 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 we, we probably processed each of those days. Like, um, you know, Prime Day was Tuesday and Wednesday, mm-hmm. so we got most of our volume on Wednesday, thir- Wednesday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we probably pro- processed about about fifty eight hundred packages each of those days. Yeah, so it wasn't like extremely <laughs> crazy, but no. I mean, well, no. that's good. At least it's it wasn't too bad. You know, it really wasn't. Anyways, what's up, guys? Welcome. Episode 306 of the Second Opinion Podcast is here. Joined back again with my partner, Crime. Is that a wooden head? No, it's a plastic head. Oh, okay. The man, the myth, the legend, Bolts. What's up, bro? What's up, Biggins? How you doing, man? I'm good. Uh, I'm good. good. Kermit the Uh, So we got a pretty good episode for you guys. We're going to be talking about all different types of stuff with Assassin's Creed. I bet we talk about video game news. Probably. Maybe. Just throw that out there. Uh, Assassin's Creed, uh, Xbox, the PS5. um, No. Some pretty shocking news on a couple of things. Well, I wouldn't say shocking. More or less exciting. consoles. Why do we talk about those? I got my sexy voice going on right now. (sighs) It's your boy Bolts right here on 107.6. As I as I wheeze and laugh at the same time, I got my sexy voice. <laughs> That's horrible. Bro. I know it's pretty bad, bro. Good lord, let there be light. Light. Um. Anyway, so we got some really awesome stuff to talk about on this episode. But as we always start out, how has life been treating you, and what have you been getting? Life, old sweet life. Um, life is not bad. Um, it's 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 getting to that point where my weeks are becoming very exhausting. Um, but I mean, that's honestly, guys, that's really it. My life for the next two months is nothing but packages. It's not exciting. There's no nothing new. There's no gaming. There's zero. There's only changing tires on the side of the road <laughs> for right. your grandmother. Uh, yeah, no, though I I won't be gaming anything new. Um, that's why I'm not even fretting about getting the new gen, next gen consoles because I won't even have the time, yeah. the energy, the effort to dive into it. 
Um, because I would be pissed if I was able to get those consoles and then I would be able to have Cyberpunk 2077 and Valhalla and they're still sitting in the wrapper on And there's December no 31st. time for you to play them? Motherfucker, I'd be pissed. <laughs> um, but no, I'm just rolling, bro. Awesome. Rolling, getting ready for the holidays, dog. Awesome. Well, uh, my life that's has been... Smart. That's disgusting. <laughs> uh, my life has been pretty good for the mm. most part. Everything has been... Uh, it's been a slow week. Um, but... Everything is really good. The kids are good. Uh, Dara's awesome, and uh, things are just rolling along. Um, I mean, that's your opinion. Ev- <laughs> right. <laughs> Eventually, we're going to get my boy TJ back on one of these episodes, but with everything going on, he's just tired whenever he usually well, gets home. You, you're talking about the kids, and you're like, eventually, we'll give them away. I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> we'll find them new homes. They'll go off somewhere else. But um, Yeah, so... I don't know. Things have been just kind of weird this week. Like it's been such a such a slow week at work, and then um, I, I mean, Amara has been like has not been able to go to sleep until like one or two o'clock in the morning, almost every night. It's killing me, dude. So it's it's been a little tough. But gaming wise, I'm not gonna go into full detail of exactly what I've been gaming because I want to talk about it a little bit later in the show. Um, but one thing I am going to talk about that we don't, uh, I don't particularly have listed. Um, they did launch a new um, holiday season for Call of Duty Warzone. Yay. And, uh, yay. You should actually play it, you know, since you have it downloaded. I do play it. You do not play it. I know. I play Ori the Wisp. It's such a much Piece better of game. shit. You should play it with me, you ass. Such a better game. Any, uh, bro, I will knock you the fuck out. Have um, you played Ori the Wisp yet? Yes, no, I have. No, you have. Yes, I did. No. Yes, I did. No, I mean really. No, no, play no. It. I played it for like like three, inward singing. Three hours. <laughs> it was good. Um. Anyways, so they launched a new season called The Haunting of Ver, whatever. Verdansk. Verdansk. What is that? Verdansk. Anyways, <laughs> I've never been. You know, one that Man, can no read. one knows what what <laughs> proper English words those are. We have trouble saying Valhalla, and we have trouble saying Ghost of Tashima. Yeah, we don't no. know if it's Tashima or, or Shishima. Shishima, whatever, bro. Um, so this new uh, this new DLC season is probably one of the best and largest like DLCs that they've had um, for Call of Duty in a long time. So. The little gist of it, it says, as Halloween draws near, a squad of operators drop in for what seems to be a normal infiltration into Verdansk. Um, through their, uh, though, I can't read, of, of course, though there's been uh, back-channel chatter about some unexplained and odd occurrences across the remote areas of the map, operators have been briefed about reports concerning a serial killer who wears his victim's face <laughs> on his own. There's scattered intel about strange sounds emanating from various locations within the war zone, and not and not least creepy laughs and a very creepy doll. Um, so, of course, with this, um, it's a really really cool event. Uh, in multiplayer, you get a ton of different items um, that you can access if you buy the season pass. Um, with the bundles and all this so other you stuff, can buy shit. Yeah, you know it's it's Call of Duty. They multi-trillion money, dollar, hey, multi-trillion dollar you franchise. Fucking cheap. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, so this is a really, really cool pack. So it, it comes with um, brand new modes. You have um, Zombie Royale, uh, Juggernaut Royale, uh, which is not available as of yet. Um, they uh, also have Nighttime Plunder and Nighttime Battle Royale. And in this um, in this new mode, there's On Slaughter Mode, Gun Frider, uh, Halloween Mosh Pit, and Team Deathmatch Sniper Onlys. So that's all the new multiplayer modes. There are a total of 16 Trick or Treat uh, rewards that you can gain as you play the the multiplayer Battle Royale modes by opening those crates. Um, now, this is the only problem I had with this update. So, with this update, um, the trailer showed the operators dropping in, and then someone that was wearing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre DLC, like, skin pack, run up behind him and, like, attack him. And then, like, you saw Jigsaw, like, come running, like, rolling up and, like, you know, attack him and all this other stuff. So, I thought it was going to be, like, a... Four versus two, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, there was yeah. two psycho killers and all this other stuff that ma- that it's not available. So I really feel like they missed uh, missed the mark on that aspect you because I think it could have been really cool. And I sure I'm sure you can agree as a horror fan like you are. Oh yeah, like yeah. that would have been a really cool mode. Like one person plays as Leatherface, the other person plays as Jigsaw, and your goal is to kill the other four team members. Bro, could you see like rolling around there like the Jigsaw and the tricycle? Yes, bro. Just like hauling yes. ass after somebody. So in that trailer too, they had uh, some stuff showcase. Like it shows Jigsaw on the screen. And he's like, I want to play a game and all this other stuff and door shut and whatever and i'm like oh my god like are they going to be able to like walk up into an area and if you're jigsaw you're going to be able to like control shit and like try to kill him or whatever no bro so that was that was a little disappointing to me but with that said it is still pretty creepy to be playing like zombie royale um, or just like you know plunder or whatever else and see someone run running through the woods in night mode with the leather face mask on, it's creepy as hell. Bones. Yeah, no, um, bro, no. It would be absolutely wonderful. It would be. It would be. But Zombie Royale is pretty fun. So what you do is just like Battle Royale, you drop into the Battle Royale map. And when you die, you respawn as a zombie. So you have like super jump, you have these gas grenades, and you also have like this EMP that can shoot out from your body. And then once you get two vials, you can uh, respawn yourself. Instead of going to the gulag, you just turn into a zombie, try to respawn yourself without being. I saw <laughs> I saw a little gameplay footage of somebody as a zombie. Yeah, was like jumping across the rooftops, and yeah. like I was like, oh, yeah, left for dead. It was awesome. I mean, and like me and Jesus actually played That's last so- night. Yeah, and uh, get this shit, bro. So like we're playing, we're about well, we probably say ten to fifteen minutes into the match, and I die. So I come back as a zombie and I get killed. So it's just him. And like he responds, like he he responds as a zombie, gets his vials, becomes human again, and then dies. Responds as a zombie, gets his vials, becomes human again, and then dies. He does that five times, bro. And like the whole time that he's playing like zombie or playing human, I'm like giving him direction. I'm like yeah. I'm like looking on the map. I'm like, okay, there's two people on top of that building. Watch out. There's, there's people over here. Or, like, whenever I'm, like, spectating his gameplay, I'm like, there's a dude to the left. He's about to run over you with this shit. And just so happens, I don't know how the fuck it happened, but we're run Like, he's running across the, the map. He gets into this area. There's, like, 
10 people. Yeah. So all almost every one of those people turned into zombies. And uh, I said, I think there's a person up on top of this vat thing. So he climbs on top of it, shoots it, fucking wins the match, bro. Gets first place. Yes, man. what's up? Yeah, so it was awesome, man. So did you fondle yourself while you were doing yes, this? Yes, pretty much. That's what I So, thought. like, it happens, and have. he goes, wait a second, did we just win? And I was like, I don't think so. And I was like, maybe it just ended. Because it seemed like there was more humans. And then the ropes came down, and it was like victory. And it showed like this whole cinematic, and it was like him and me flying out of there on a helicopter. And it was like celeb, Jesus. And I was like, oh, my God, bro. It was so cool, man. So that mode is really, really fun. And uh, I'm going to give my thoughts, full thoughts and impressions on the Halloween pack in the next couple of days. Also, what I've been playing is uh, Doom Eternal's uh, recently released DLC, The Ancient Gods, Part 1. And I'm going to fully go into that a little bit later into the podcast, but I can tell you right now, it is fucking amazing. Um, and then, also been playing Crash Bandicoot, and it's still hard as fuck. So, um, I'm planning on by Saturday to have a podcast posted, uh, that is going to be more like kind of centralized of like my thoughts on Crash Bandicoot. Um, and I hope you guys can tune into that. <clears throat> so, Bolts. Yes. Hey, hey, sir. Bolts, How you bolts, doing, bolts. Um, as I said, we got Nuts some pretty, bolts. pretty good stuff to talk about this week. Um, and in our first segment, Xbox Series X and S titles could be made playable on Xbox One via cloud streaming, Phil Spencer suggests. So should Xbox gamers right now, like if somebody in the last few months went out and bought an Xbox One, uh, or I'm sorry, Xbox One X, should they invest in getting some of these new consoles? So this is exactly what Phil Spencer says. He says, speaking to Kotaku in a recent interview, head of Xbox Phil Spencer said, that though Microsoft focuses uh, with cl- focus with cloud streaming currently remains on PC and mobile devices, it's possibly possible that they will end up making this available on Xbox One too, thus allowing Xbox owners to play Xbox Series X and S games on the console. When we think about Xbox, absolutely, we think it would be a really good way for us to bridge the generation and be able to let those players play these new games. I don't think uh, it takes. Uh, I don't think it's years off. It just takes a little bit of work, and we know how to do it. So, with that said, this is um, my question. Will come back to exactly what I stated in the title for the segment. Should people that just recently bought an Xbox should they hold out? Because games like Cyberpunk and Assassin's Creed. Um, and all this other stuff are coming to Xbox Series or Xbox One. So should they hold out and just, you know, if they're if they're fine with their Xbox One, should they just say, oh, well, I'll just wait to get it in a couple of years if they're going to come out with cloud-based streaming? Um, in all real, it, I, honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to 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 the biggest point. It's it's about preference. I mean, if if you feel like you need to go purchase that purchase the next biggest greatest thing. Then by all means, have all the power in the world and go do it. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say hey, you don't need it or you necessarily. Excuse me. <laughs> I had a burp. Sorry, y'all. No, bro. What? You like froze. You're like, excuse me. 
Eat dick. Pose mode. So, um, no. If if you want to absolutely go buy it, regardless of when you bought your X, because of course GameStop is gonna have have a deal where you give like an extra fifty or hundred dollars of credit, depending on what system you have, if you trade it into the next gen console, so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, but in all reality, if you honestly sit here and think about it, <laughs> you're not gonna really be able to get your hands on the next gen unless you've already pre ordered it. Yeah. I mean, it'll probably take a couple weeks to a month, probably before they have any more I would, stock. I would probably say it would take at least until I say like a couple the, weeks before Christmas because you're gonna yeah. have a Christmas rush. Yeah. So I mean, in all reality, if if you still got your old console and even past all of this jazz, you know, if, 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 if reading from the article, it looks like the next, I mean, this current gen consoles will still be playing. So. I mean, they're still gonna put some content out there for yeah, it. Yeah, they're still gonna update. So, I mean, it's just it's just about preference. It really, really is. If you want to go buy the big bad boy, go buy it. If you don't, who cares? I mean, you're still gonna be able to play games. You're still gonna be able to stream. You know, most of the time, you know, <laughs> your console's a streaming device, anyways. So it really doesn't really matter. <laughs> Recently, yes, it is. But this is my question to you, though. With you being such a with you being such um, an Assassin's Creed freak and Cyberpunk freak, mm-hmm. why don't you just get Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Cyberpunk for Xbox One when you know that they're... No. Hang on, just hear me out. Mm-mm. When you know that it's going to be a free upgrade to the Xbox Series X. Okay, two things. One, I'm not going to be able to play the bitch. Two, when, I, when, 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 when it's available and I can get it, I will have a next-gen console. So I'm just going to wait. Yeah. Really? Yeah, why not? Because I'm not going to be able to talk to you about Valhalla. That sucks. That sucks. I'm not going to be able to play it during the holidays anyways. Yeah, like, I want to play it. Now, don't get... I can go in there for like 30 minutes a day and be like, I cut my hair. I'm talking you know? about like two hours. I, I, I won't even have time for that because, cause you know, good and well, even when I get done with UPS, I'm going to have to go up to Brookshire's every now and then and work. Uh, and then I'm gonna sleep because I'm gonna have to be about fucking ten thirty, eleven o'clock the following that night. Yeah. So I don't. I just won't have the time. Well, and I have a female. She needs attention too. Yeah. I have a kid. He has to have attention. And I know that. I just can't do it, bro. Well, look. Let me say it like this. Um, if I play it for you, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, let me say it like this. This is this is how I look at the situation. If you are financially strapped. Um, don't, don't be peer pressured into buying a next generation console. Uh, no, absolutely not. You know, Especially like. Especially you have the One X. Yeah. If you have the One X or the PS4 Pro, you really do not have there, to be there's, stretching. Yeah, there's not a reason to go, like me, you know the exact reason why. I I'm getting a PlayStation 5 and an Xbox because I've always been that guy that's like, okay, if there's a new console, I gotta get it. Like, <laughs> have you seen my dick? It's uh, the PS5. <laughs> I'm like, what just Pretty happened? Much, yes. It's wireless. I'm like, what? <laughs> you can connect the new Bluetooth to it. Three points start saying it. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> new updates coming to my user interface. Pulls that new update. Um, so, but for real, like, there's not, like, if you are on the fence or you're more financially strapped right now, there's not a reason to go out and buy these consoles because, first off, you know, we're in the situation that we're in worldwide and things have been tough. But secondly, it would probably be a cheaper investment for you at this point in time to just pay for the the PS4 or Xbox 
uh, 1X version of the game and then just get the game for free as an upgrade. And a good thing about the Xbox that has been not very clear for PlayStation at this point in time is that if you play the game on your Xbox One X, then you can instantly transfer all your save data over and there's no worry or, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's not a, a, a well, doubt in your yeah, mind I, no, there that you're not going to be able to start exactly where you, you were playing. I mean, yeah, because it, cause when I go from a, from a 1X to a 1S, all my shit's still there, bro. So What the fuck it, did you just say? When you go from 1X to a 1S, all my information is still there. 1 one X. Oh, well, bro, I'm sorry. I get confused on all these fucking Xbox names. If you would just listen instead of getting confused. Well, I'm sorry. There's the One X. There's the Xbox One, Xbox One S, Xbox One X, Xbox Series S, Xbox Series X. Yeah. Why not just... Oh, that still irritates the fuck out of me, bro. Why not just call it fucking Xbox... Whatever. Same, the same reason they have a PS2 first I'm gen, really, a PS2 listen, slim, a PS3, yeah, PS3 slim. But guess PS, what? I'm this just not saying, S. Okay, and it still has several different names. Ugh. I don't understand. Look, I want. I like. I really thought that they were gonna go with like whatever it was called. What was it? Xbox Sapphire. Yeah. Or Xbox Anaconda. This <laughs> Anaconda. Um. So, but anyways, what I'm saying is, there's just not a point for you to go out. And get these consoles. Nah. So, this is another thing, too. Like, if you have an Xbox Game Pass subscription... I do the ultimate game What pass. is the... Like, at this point in time, what is the point of spending that 500 something dollars on a console if you can possibly play it on your Note 20 or play it on PC? I would just personally wait now this is not being anti-xbox i'm just saying like they got a good system set up you know what i'm saying absolutely they they have a system set up that you can enjoy xbox exclusive titles at a cheaper cost as you save up money for a new xbox you know what i'm saying you you also have to remember guys what's coming around in the beginning of 2021 income tax time so i mean if you don't have the fund and you want to get it then then that's probably when you'll get it yeah and there's a possibility Unless that... Joe Biden is president, and then you're getting shit text out of oh, Shut up. Back to the political argument. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so playing with you, bro. I'm so playing. Just saw what that reaction, that small little mother. Jeff Gale, are you listening? Trump <sighs> is awful. He is awful. I can't stand you, bro. <laughs> Anyways, so... Yeah. Back to what I was saying. Um, I think that I think that it would be just safe just to not get an Xbox right now. You know what I'm saying? If they're talking about eventually doing all this cloud sharing and cloud gaming and all this other stuff, like what's the point of getting a new Xbox? Unless you are like me in Bolts, um, and like when you play a game like Cyberpunk 2077, you want it to be 4K, 60 frames to 120 frames per second. The I most gorgeous experience that you've ever seen. The wrinkles on the elbows. Exactly. You know, and then you think of them, you know, we're, we're going to, it's always going to be brought up until, you know, there's more news about it. But like you think about the acquisition of Bethesda and playing, you know, like the Gods DLC part one, it's like, this is, it's hard. It's just, it's weird to fathom that this is an Xbox studio now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not in a bad way, but it's like this playing that DLC just makes me understand. Like, this is like such a good selling point 
for Xbox. <laughs> no, it absolutely is. Like, hey, go play the ancient DLC and see the type of games we're going to have in the long run. You know, so that's a really big deal. But anyways, um, but I, I just think that with that said from, from Phil, I think that there is a very good reason for people not to get an Xbox Series X or S at this point in time in a positive way. And not in the aspect of like, well, just don't get it because it's cheaper, but more or less in the aspect of it would just be smarter financially right now to just save your money. And then when the consoles become more available, then get it. So um, segment two, and this is what I want to try, bitches. That was just one segment. I want you to really talk about this. What are we talking about? Assassin's Creed Valhalla post launch roadmap includes two paid expansions, discovery mode and free updates so the assassin's creed origins team is behind this game and it's it is going to be a a very very huge game humongous very huge so in this article it says for starters just like origins and odyssey valhalla will receive receive two fully paid um or fully paid post-launch expansions. The first one, Wrath of the Druids, will launch in spring of 2021, and we will see players heading to Ireland to explore the haunted wilds and beautiful landscapes while battling against the Druid uh, Druid cult known as the Children of Dawn. Um, Players will conquer ring forts, master the arts of smuggling, and gain the favor of the Gaelic King in the new open-world adventure. That's the second best news of this whole thing, so continue. The second expansion is called The the Siege of Paris. Uh, It will launch in summer of 2021 and take players, um, you guessed it, to the city of Paris, the kingdom of France, or whatever else. Paris, Texas? Paris, Texas, you go there like, what you doing there, long beard? Yeah, I brought in my uh, Here, players will fight the forces of the of Charles the Fat and participate in the, the Vikings' most daring conquest. As you infiltrate Paris, uh, and you will forge new alliances within the walls, uh, and it's said that you'll actually run into very famous characters. Which, which I, you know, the Siege of Paris... If they build, you know, this is this is really great about about the new assassins created the directions you're going. These expansions are completely new worlds, you know, that are previous that used to be a full game. You know, you would have Assassin's Creed Six, the Siege of Paris, yeah. that would be a game. You're fixing to get two expansions, or which are completely two full games. You're talking twenty, thirty hours of extra gameplay. Yeah, fucking love it. Like fucking lit. <laughs> and, if, and if Paris has built anything like uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, London, England, and stuff like that, I am or, so you know, thrilled. Unity, which was set in Paris. Yeah, but Unity was garbage. G A R. But it was still B-I-T-C-H. a beautiful game. We got to admit, the well, map was Anything great. can be beautiful when it's on a, 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 the most console that we can play with the graphics that we have. Yeah. Absolutely. It says right here, meanwhile, there are plenty of free updates to look forward to as well. For instance, the Discovery Tour mode, which include, which was included in Origins of Odyssey as well. Okay, time the fuck out. You just completely skipped a paragraph. No, I didn't. Both oh, of these I'm sorry. Ex- no, no, I I'm sorry. I was wrong. Because you missed. Yeah, I did. Both of these expansions will be available for $39.99 on Season Pass, which comes for free with the Golden Ultimate Editions, which, therefore, you still pay for the Season Pass. But, you know. Yeah, yeah, also included really with free. the Season Pass 
is the best news that this could have come out of the exclusive quest, The Legend of Beowulf. I am so <laughs> fucking excited. Um, in which players will track a mysterious beast that is ravaging the England, the English countryside. This bonus quest will be available when the game launches. I am, and if they dive into <laughs> the world that is Beowulf, I am beyond beyond excited. <laughs> Have you? Are you a fan of like Beowulf? Oh, the the, the story of Beowulf, the, the legendary Vite. Oh my god! Yeah, it's so good. You know, I don't and think I'm I not, really heard about Beowulf until that movie came out which with one? Angelina Jolie. Oh, and see, all that. and then you done fucked up now because that's not even the best story. The Thirteenth Warrior with Antonio oh, Banderas. Oh, about Beowulf. that was about Beowulf. Kid? The Fireworm. Yes, bro. Listen, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. You have to go watch it. But if you find any books or any stories on the legend of Beowulf, you need to watch it because his because his legend. Wait grows for it. forever. Dairy goes forever. Yeah. It's such a great story, man. I'm super excited. So go ahead. Okay, sorry about that. Um, meanwhile, there's plenty of free updates to look forward to as well. For instance, the discovery mode, which I think is pretty cool. Um, you know what? It, you will learn more history from Assassin's Creed game yeah. than you will ever think about learning in school. I, I don't think care what when Origins says. actually came out and they launched the discovery mode, they had worked with like professors and some Absolutely teachers and stuff did. like that. And some of these teachers actually use Assassin's They used Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey in the discovery mode to teach their kids that stuff because they're like, hey, Listen, we got a PS4 in the class or an Xbox in the class, and we're going to go over this on discovery mode and show you this really cool stuff. So um, <clears throat> so that will be added sometime in 2021. There will, there will be a steady stream of free post-launch content. The first season will launch in December and will add replayable river raid activities and new areas in Ravensthorpe, Ivor's settlement and in the game central hub location, a rank system for your, um, whatever for your John, Lieutenant. Yeah. Um, basically is what that word yeah, means. Yeah. Whom you can create in the barracks, um, new cosmetics, uh, for your Raven horse longship, and for Raventhorpe, uh, new skills and abilities, new gear, loot, and a Yule Festival. I will say this. As far as the, the gear and stuff, they better keep it the same way they kept Odyssey. I think they're going they to. They fucking better because that yeah. was the best. The, the Odyssey gear was listen, great, bro. Listen, out of, out of all the RPGs that we've ever played, out of the customization that we can make our characters, as, as, as we can design and, and make our character look the way we want them to look... The way that the update that they put in Odyssey, as far as you collect, you can collect all the gear you want. You can use the stats of a certain gear, but you can change the looks of a gear you've collected in the past. Is by far, if not one of the best upgrades of any RPG I've ever had in my life. <laughs> it was really cool, and I talked about it on the previous way earlier episode but i remember when i was playing it bolts was like i was like you know i just don't like the fact that like you have to like i really like the look of this gear and like i get a gear that's like more powerful and blah 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 and he was like bro you can just push this one button and it makes the new gear look like your old gear i'm like excuse me so the fact that you can mask your new high-powered gear with the one of your favorite gears is so fucking cool it's such a cool add-on, and I hope they do the same thing in uh, in Valhalla. I, I love t towards the end of Cassandra, um, my playthrough of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, my, mm. my second playthrough. I'm like a, I'm I'm, a, I'm officially level 99. I'm the top of everything that I've ever done in Assassin's Creed, and I've got like 
like a cloth loin and like this little bitty ass helmet and this little belt. But I'm like this fucking god running all over the place. It's so fucking great. I've got like this little wooden sword that I run and beat the shit out of people with. It's great. Well, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I did spend a little bit of money on like helping. Like I bought the... The Helix points? Yeah, the Helix. Like I got some Helix points to help me um, have higher XP. Oh, well, yeah. And um, also um, oh, there was something else I did. I can't remember. But I didn't like cheat. It was more or less to kind of help me about my way. Yeah. Because, uh, like, I was, I didn't really start, really start playing it until, um, God, when was that, bro? This it was, was months after long. Man, that shit was so funny whenever, you know, TJ started playing it and, you know, he was like 24 levels above me when I started my playthrough. Oh, yeah. And, like, within like two and a half months, I had done past his ass. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> it also says here the second season will launch in March 2021. It'll add new festivals, new gears, new modes, and more. Two more seasons will follow after that, but the release windows have not been provided as of yet. So, Bolts, you're going to have a lot of content to play in this game. Listen, listen. I Look. Okay. Listen, Linda. L- listen, Linda. Okay. I am so ready for whenever peak season is over because um, I'm, taking, I'm taking a month off in April because I may go on a cruise. I don't know yet. Um, and then I, I'm taking a month off like in... I want to say I want to try to do February or March, and I will spend an entire week on Valhalla. Really? One whole week? Yes. We'll see. Okay. And you know I'll do it too. So I don't uh, know why you're questioning my 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 dedication. <laughs> <clears throat> Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> no, I will have to break off every now and then because I will get bored of it. But I'm just saying I will spend a huge amount of time. And on the oh weekends, yeah, I know you're going to. And on the weekends, like on Sunday when football's over with, <laughs> look the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> but these are our top two segments, and um, I think super we're super excited. I'm so ready for this game. This game yeah, is going to be a fucking big hit. It is huge, huge deal, and it's going to look great on both consoles. Absolutely, absolutely. One uh, S maybe. The One X it'll look really, really good, and of course the Series X and the Series S it'll look really, really, really good. Did you say the One S? One S, yes. The yeah. the uh, um, the one below the X. <laughs> Why the fuck the are you low? I'm just I don't know. I'm gonna throw fucking Deadpool and his big ass fucking white head at you. <laughs> That's not Deadpool. Who is it? That's uh, whatever the fuck Phantom dude from DC Comics. Exactly. Anyway, he doesn't even have a fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> um. So our next topic at hand It'll is... Ubisoft, you fucking pretty, rock, I'm just saying. Okay, yes, they do. They do. Um, next topic. Uh, we're getting into the top gaming news right now. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. Uh, PlayStation 5 share factory details have been revealed. Includes 4K HDR, updated toolbox, and more. So this is pretty awesome for anybody that uses the PlayStation 5's Share Factory, as of now, I really tried to get into it, but I will say this. One thing that I've been irritated with PlayStation about in the last few years is that when the PS4 first launched, one of the biggest things that they showcased was the share ability. It's so easy to share. You just push this one button, and then you can go in here and share all this other stuff and do all these different things. <laughs> and uh, and it's so so easy and so cool. You never fixed. You never updated you're sharing fucking problem on the PlayStation. It's so irritating. 
you can record gameplay on new consoles on Xbox, on PlayStation, even on Nintendo Switch. But there has been a fucking glitch with the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 4 Pro for so long, it is ridiculous and they've never fixed it. If you record gameplay, it fucking glitches so bad. I mean, I have never seen it in my entire life that some type of glitch like this would continuously go on and never get an update. And the community talks about it all the time. I literally will search it and there's people like, hey, I guess we're never going to get an update for this shit. So <laughs> it's crazy. So like I will share gameplay socially here and there. It's it's just easier to upload it to Twitter or whatever else through your console. So like today I shared like a 24 second clip of, you know, the ancient gods of me doing this, you know, gameplay and I'm like, man, this fucking shit is crazy. But if I fucking share anything more than that, if I share something that or just recording, this is a problem. Mm -hmm. Even just recording it there's glitches in the fucking gameplay. There's a glitch in the matrix. It'll bro. literally be like you're you're running down a hallway and then it like and like at out of nowhere it just pops up and you're literally like running down the fucking stairs. So it's so irritating that they have never fixed this issue. But supposedly in the new PS4 Share Factory, it says this. This was actually taken off of the PlayStation website. It says, build your legacy. Share Factory Studio is back and better than ever with brand new features to help you personalize and share your best gaming moments. Share Factory Studio on PS5 now includes 4K HDR support to create and edit professional-looking videos right on your console. Add stickers, text, sound effects, filters, camera effects, and more to create dazzling new videos to share on YouTube, Twitter, or directly to your friends on game in GameBase. <clears throat> Use the photo editor to customize and share your screenshots and create your own unique memes. The updated uh, toolbox feature allows you to import your own videos, images, music, and sound effects from a USB storage device. So, in Share Factory right now on PS4, you have that ability, but it's kind of like weird. Like, you have to do it a certain way to get your intros in there or whatever else. So, I've, I've tried it before just to try it out way back in the day. And it worked okay. Like, you can save your intros and whatever else on there. But I need it, like, what I want is it to be a more seamless, a, a more seamless and easy perspective on sharing. One of the things that I will say for Xbox is, like, if you're sharing something, like, whenever you hit record, I, I, I've i liked the PlayStation button better because you can literally just hit the share button and it's, like, right there. But, like, with Xbox, you hit the home button, the control panel pops up to the side, you hit record, and then you record, and then you can just share it. So, yep. For me, <laughs> for me, I do like the fact that one thing I liked about Share Factory is that as games came out over a certain amount of time, you would get, like, themed Share Factory uh, templates. So, like, for, for instance, Uncharted 4 launched, and there was a themed... Uh, template that you could use so it actually had animations um from that game so like you could do um you're you're showing a scene to where nathan drake is taking on dudes and then it does a transition to where it actually would show like nathan drake swinging from a rope and it would transition into the other 
um, the other thing. And it, I, I thought it was really cool. So, like, they also did it with Call of Duty. They did it with Bloodborne. They did all different types of shit with it. So, um, the fact that they're still supporting Share Factory and they're not just cutting down to, like, a um, kind of lower-scaled sharing aspect is really cool. And I think that's going to be really awesome. Um, and I think they're still going to keep a lot of the same things. Like they're going to have share factory really supported. They're going to have customized themes for your console because that's one thing that they've done on PlayStation three, PlayStation four was the themes. And that's one thing that I will say I like as well over Xbox is that like on Xbox, I don't know what they plan on doing with Xbox series X or S, but on Xbox, you can like, could you do wallpapers or are you just now able to start doing wallpapers? Look, you you haven't really been able to do it. on the 360 you're able to um i think they've shared videos but to, to show like motion wallpapers see, on the to, xbox see, series see, see, x to in my opinion you make too much of a big deal out of that and, and that's just because you like that's the as, you, you like the aspects of it you know stuff yeah. like that by the time i get there and click on what i want to do i'm never on the home screen no, I, I listen. I understand that, and and yeah. for people that that look at that and they're like, I don't really give a shit about that. That's that's fine. I can totally understand that. But like me, <clears throat> I like having customized themes. I like having like for instance, it's really really cool that like when on PlayStation when there's a new theme, it doesn't just come with like a motion background um, or customized icons. It also comes with like music that plays in the background while you're why your system is like in standby mode or like if you're going through the icons because there's sometimes like I'll, I'll turn on my playstation i have to do something and like there'll be music fucking playing in the background and i think that's really fucking cool like the ghost of Tsushima um theme that came out was great it has like music kind of playing and then it, you see like uh leaves kind of blowing across the screen and like there there'll actually be dynamic leaves that kind of go in front of the icons and behind the icons at the same time and i just really like that uh i think that's a really cool thing but that cuts down to share factory that one thing i really liked was the customized templates that they had so it seems like they're really bringing this back now bolts i know this isn't a really big deal for you you don't really use social media a lot no um but if 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 xbox were to come out tomorrow and say um, we're not going to have any type of, um, you know, gameplay sharing aspects. Would you give a shit? No. Really? Yeah. Because, because oh, look, okay, and this goes back to my roots. I can't stand watching other people play video games. So streaming video games, it, it doesn't fucking concern well, no, me. No, I'm saying like in the perspective of like, if you, if, if you're playing Madden, uh-huh. You, you throw the ball, someone intercepts it, you hit him, fumbles it, you pick it up, you run it all the way back for a touchdown or some shit like that, and you want to share that with your friends. No, I'd just be like, hey, Caleb, this is what I did. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just saying, that's, there's no fucking point in it to me. Yeah. There's really not. I'd be just, like, hey, bro, I, I threw this deep bomb, boosh, and dude intercepted, and quarterback Drew Brees went in there and just fumbled, made the, you know, that's... <laughs> That, that that loses the aspect. But, but listen, no, it, it, it's it's better. <sighs> the generation that we're in now, or the time frame that we're in now, visuals mean more than words. Yeah, because they can't read. <laughs> I'm just saying. Listen, bro. <laughs> no, listen. 
I just like I would rather, for instance, do you realize? Jesus, listen, do you realize that fucking audiobooks outsold regular fucking books this year? Yes, I, I realize because that. we can't comprehend a fucking. Look, when we read the time draws near as Sony's next generation console is slowly, comma but surely, comma lumbering to us. What we said was fucking Japanese and Chinese to everyone who's listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just stating that. I'm just stating that for me, even coming from someone that was raised around, you know, pretty much the same exact time you were, I understand what you're getting at. Like we, you know, whenever we were younger, whenever we were, you know, you know, in between the ages of five to ten. You know, we had to read everything, so it was. And we had fucking spe- pet rocks. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was something special to get in, like a video game magazine, like for instance, like when PlayStation One came out, or even let's cut it back of of saying like Super Nintendo. Whenever the the official Nintendo magazine mm-hmm. would come out and stuff like that, it would be so cool. I always say this: it was such a cool thing. Whenever I subscribed to. Um, to a it was like Nintendo Underground something or whatever mm-hmm. and I got a VHS tape in the mail that showed behind the scenes footage of the creation of Donkey Kong Country it was such a cool fucking thing and then I got um, from the same exact aspect I got a VHS tape that talked about the behind the scenes of, of um, Blitz for the Nintendo 64. And it was great. It was so cool. And then it moves into PlayStation. Getting the PlayStation official magazine and getting the discs. Getting the demo discs for the PlayStation Underground demos. That was fucking amazing. Um, but I feel like this. Like, I love... Sh- you know me, bro. Like, I love social media. I love sharing gameplay. I love being able to, like, clip certain things and do photo modes and do all this other stuff because I really like sharing my experience with other people to get their opinions on things. So, for me, this is a really big deal. And I feel that one company that is not really jumping on this is Nintendo. Like, you can only... You can share screenshots and you can only, like, record so much gameplay and there's not really anything you can do. Xbox did a, a, you know, editor... Um, on the Xbox One, um, with with recent updates, or you know, well, updates after the console launched, that made it more accessible for their users to actually create content directly on the console. So I think that since we're in the time frame that we are now, that a lot of people are streaming and doing all this other stuff. I think that that is a key feature. Um, because I think if PlayStation and Xbox and even Nintendo came out and they're like, hey, all of our new consoles are coming out and you can't share any gameplay without using an external device, then a lot of people would be upset and be like, why the fuck can't I just share gameplay directly on social media? So I do hope that Xbox and PlayStation strike a deal with Facebook and give you the ability of streaming gameplay on Facebook as well or on Instagram or something because you can't go live on Twitter you know, you can go live on on YouTube and there's a possibility, you know, which I'm sure it'll happen, but there's a possibility that on PS5 and Xbox Series X, they're going to have it to where you can do it on Twitch. Now, the whole thing happened with Mixer, which was their main social media, yes, it was. you know, thing. Um, but now Facebook Gaming took over Mixer, so I'm sure on Xbox, you're going to be able to stream your gameplay on Facebook. So I hope PlayStation does the same exact thing, but... So you think it's just stupid, basically? I, I, I do. 
but once again that's my opinion versus everyone else and believe me i am i, I am not the majority on that <laughs> <laughs> um so topic number two ghost of toshima developer hiring narrative writer for upcoming project in a recent job listing for a narrative writer uh, if a recent job re- listing for a narrative writer is any indication, then a fully-fledged sequel is coming. It states right here, Sucker Punch Productions has done a pretty good job with Ghost Toshima earning critical and commercial success. It Its updates for the game include blah, 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 whatever. Let's go down here. Blah, 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 blah. Information I don't need to read. Um, it says the writer's job will be done to help create an engaging narrative, uh, engaging narrative content for upcoming projects. Daily tasks will include writing dialogue and text, developing open world stories and crafting narrative content in collaboration with other designers. Our, our ideal candidate will have uh, previous success as a game writer, outstanding dialogue skills, so on and so forth. Character-driven stories, a lot like Ghost of Tsushima Tales, uh, several which had important characters and allies in the forefront, and of course, whatever else. So, that was a fucking gibberish, <laughs> gibberish article. Do but, your thing, bro. Jesus. Um, you know, as well as I do, I mean, you you haven't had a chance to play it yet, but Ghost of Tsushima is a fucking massive success. Yes. Um, and as I said in the previous episode, Ghost of Tsushima, um, even after playing all the games that I did, is my game of the year and is my top PlayStation 4 game. Um, tops everything. It is the best game that is an exclusive on the PlayStation, hands down, no questions asked. Um, but, wh- I mean, of course they're making a sequel. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Like, why wouldn't they? Um, a, a big success like that, and and like I said, like you said, I haven't played it yet, so I don't know the whole full story behind it all. I don't know where it ended, what other stories are, are included with it, what backstories are included, so on and so forth. But to me, it feels like there is there could be a, a series of games that expands off of this, you know? So mm-hmm. if, if they do make a sequel, possibly, you know, pull, t- turn into a trilogy... It'd be a great, 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 great deal for PlayStation. It would be a great deal for PlayStation. Another thing, too, is like something that Bolt was kind of bringing up, you know, at the beginning of the show. He was like, you know, what else has Sucker Punch done? They did the entire Infamous series, um, and that stretched from, you know, Infamous 1 um, to, you know, the Festival of Blood, Infamous Second Son, Infamous First Light. Um, which was the DLC, and then they also did the Sly Cooper series. Did you like Sly Cooper? Did it was all right. It was one of those games that I really didn't attach myself to growing up because, yeah, you know, it's just. <laughs> I think it's a good listen. Let's say it like this: the Sly Cooper series was fun. It was very, um, very fun, um, and I liked it at the age that I played it. Right. That's the best way of saying it. Go. Do I want it to come back? Eh, not really. That's not something that... Now, Ratchet & Clank is something different. Ratchet & Clank is... Um, it, it's just one of those games, man. Like, I don't really know how else to explain it. It's one of those games that always stuck with me. Um, and I, I very much like the, the Ratchet & Clank series. But Sly Cooper was just, you know, it was okay. But Infamous was fucking amazing. Infamous was great. Cole McGrath, great character. 
Um, even leading into the second one, I can't remember the <laughs> the newer one's first name, but the second son was really fun, and it it if anything, second son kind of gave us an early glimpse into what to expect from Ghost of Tsushima with gameplay um, and customization and all that other stuff. So, um, but I, I think it's of course they need to make another one because Ghost of Tsushima is a huge success, and Legends is fucking amazing. It's so much fun. Um, they planned on making legends from the get go anyways. Um, but just the fact that there's, there was a free update for this game that really opens up the game even more. And then adding the new game plus mode and then even having like new people that you can talk to in the game. Yeah. Um, that like in the new games plus mode, I started it the other day and you can walk up to a seller and he like, you know, you can get really cool custom variants and stuff like that for your character. Not enough cash. Not enough cash. Yeah, pretty much. Um, are you talking about off of Resident, Resident Evil 4, <laughs> baby? Yes. Not enough cash. Um, but I think it's really cool that, that they're going to continue to support this character and it's not just going to be like a one-hit wonder. I, and I, like I said, I, I really wish they... depict. Like I said, I hadn't played it, so I, I don't know the whole story behind it. But if they've already prepared for a narrative for a second game, definitely turn it into a trilogy. You know? Oh, yeah. It's got to, man. Um, so, topic number three, if I believe right. Yeah. Cyberpunk 2077 ad features more Keanu Reeves, and we love it. It's just breathtaking. <laughs> it's breathtaking. So, a new, uh, new TV commercial for Cyberpunk 2077 is now available, celebrating the fact that it's one month away from its release. It features the regular Keanu Reeves asking viewers what they what they came to Night City for, whether it's for fun power or a shock to the system um so reeves is actually playing johnny silverhand in the game a legendary rocker who goes missing and subsequently ends up trapped with v as a digital ghost of some sort so the the trailer was really cool i really liked how it looked and um just having fucking keanu reeves in the game bro you know what I'm saying? Like, oh no, absolutely! I'm dog. so ready for this shit, man. Like, it's gonna be such a good game. And then, of course, they have, um, uh, oh god, of course I would forget her name. Bad guy from, fucking, I'm blank. What? I don't... The song. The song? Oh Jesus Christ! Oh, of course I would forget it. The the theme song that they had playing in the in the fucking trailer. You don't know who the fuck I'm talking about? No, I really don't, bro. Well, I'm sorry, dude. I don't I don't know all of what is in your mind. Billy Eilish. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Anyways, they had Billy Eilish playing um and uh you know the music was going along whatever else kind of went a with the bad scene of thing. Yeah. Bro, she literally wrote all of her own songs and everything at the age of 15. Yes. She's a super success. Awesome. You got to give like awesome. tip of the fucking But hand. you know what? I'm a bad guy. Bro, you listen to Bolt. You listen to music that sounds like someone is trimming the inside like areas of a goat. Talking about. I have no idea. Bro, come on, man. <laughs> you uh, you don't think you fooled me. Bro, I've listened. 
My God! Mute that before this shit gets blocked. Oh yeah, my bad, my God. bad, guys. I do not have the rights to that music. Anyways, so come on, bro. That's what it literally. He was like, <laughs> so anyways, uh, um, but Keanu Reeves, bro, he's in the fucking game, and it's gonna be so cool, man. And, you know what's really cool about about him being in the game? He's not like this. I mean, he's an he's he's an important character, but he's not there the whole time. He just pops in and yeah. out when you need. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna be really neat. Well, you know what was great too is you and me talked about this way way back. But like when Keanu Reeves was first announced that he was coming to the game, of course we were there, and it was so cool. It like was. It, it was, was awesome. Me and Bolts honestly thought that it was just like a developer coming out there and is like now introducing the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Oh, my God, bro. It was like total standing ovation for three hours. Um, but it was really cool. But there was a point in time that Keanu Reeves had actually uh, uh, Reeves had actually hit up um, CD Projekt Red was like, hey, listen, I don't want to just be a sub-character. Like, I really want to be involved in this project. So they made it happen. And he was way heavily more involved in the story and everything. So... I think it's going to be great. Oh, man, it's going to be so good, bro. Like, outside of the fact that it's just a, a different style of game and everything, why are you so, so intense, intensely excited for Cyberpunk? Because as, as much as you say it's a different style of game, it is my style of game. It is this vast world that ha- will have its own living, breathing heart. It'll have different aspects of the world will come to light. You'll have a light side, a dark side, a grungy, a rich, this rich culture, this world that you live in, you know, you'll have your snobs, you'll have your poor folks, your part, you know, it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be an engaging world. Every aspect of every turn, you, you'll see something new. You'll see something different. You'll have some feelings about this. You know, it's just going to be that type of game. And like I said, it's my type of game. It's this huge, massive RPG it's going to have this big story. It's going to have this big gameplay. It's just going to be big. Well, let me ask you this. Like, when it comes down to RPGs, are yeah. you more excited for the perspective of, like, just the story? Are you or, or are you more interested in RPGs because not only do they have the story, but they have the additional, like, side stories that make it more lively? That, 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 okay. When I, when I say story, everything that involves the game whether it is a the full-blown story of the game whether it is backstory whether it's side quest story about you know some game banger that you says hey i need my, my my cybernetic leg back and there's something involved with that story why did he have a leg why did he lose his leg what happened in the process of him you know what i'm saying all those little bitty details all those little bitty stories they accumulate to this one massive world this one massive story and i love being involved in that well i mean i understand that i love rpgs as well one of the biggest rpgs that i really got into with side stories and all that other stuff was skyrim and ghost toshima because ghost toshima it does kind of the same thing that main art mainly that rpgs do like you'll be riding your horse through the area and you see mongols and they have a they have a, a, a captive. You run over there, kill the Mongols. You you talk to the captive, and they're like, uh, you're like, hey, you know, go back to your town. Oh, I can't go back to my town because 
Mongols killed my entire family and they were stealing our entire, you know, food supply. Well, where is it at? And then it tells you where it's at. So then you go in there and not only do you just kill those Mongols, but you find different variants. You find like there's there's been a couple of times that playing the game like I actually it didn't just end there. It was a stretched out mission. Um, so you would go to another area and like kill Mongols and whatever. So it really made it lively. Same thing with, of course, I always say it with Elder Scrolls. There would be so many times in Elder Scrolls that you're just walking through fucking Skyrim and a random person would like either run up to you or you would walk up on people that are fighting and stuff and you stop them and, and the person's like, hey, well, you come with me and... You know, we'll find out why these people were attacking me. And then come to find out it's because this fucking weapon was haunted with a demon soul or some shit, you know? So I'm excited about... I'm excited about Cyberpunk. I think it's going to be one of the most beautiful first-person shooters ever created. Um, I think that it's going to be probably one of the most vast RPGs out there. As am I excited for Assassin's Creed for the same exact reason. But... Do I feel like I'm going to have the same situation that happened sometime in 2019, 2018, whenever Red Dead launched? I feel like I'm going to. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm going to have that open world burnout to where there's going to be so much to do. I'm not going to be ex be able to experience the same exact way because I can't help but be that type of gamer that plays multiple games at the same exact time. Like, you bolts when when you play cyberpunk let's say you get cyberpunk first or you'll probably end up getting assassin's creed and diving into that before cyberpunk most likely yes. so you're really going to focus on assassin's creed yes now i can see you getting assassin's creed and cyberpunk around the same time but i can like you're the type of person that like you'll play an entire week of assassin's creed and then you'll play an entire week of cyberpunk you know, or something. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you need to soak that much time into those games. Now, my my problem with whatever the fuck, my dyslexia, whatever, <laughs> like, I have to, like, I really enjoy, for some fucking reason, I really enjoy, um, I really enjoy playing multiple games at the same time. Uh, like, you know, today, I played the Doom Eternal DLC for, like, two to three hours, and then I played the Call of Duty um, new update for like, you know, two hours. Then I played Crash Bandicoot for like an hour and a half. Um, I really like multi multitasking on, on gaming. But I feel like last time this happened to where I was multitasking, I really got burnt out because I was really focusing a lot of time in Red Dead 2. And then I tried to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey at the same time. And I was like, oh, this is too much. So I don't know, man. I think it's. I think Cyberpunk, of course, is going to just be an epic game. But oh, I'm worried. I'm worried that I'm going to get burnt out because I'm going to be doing too much at one time. That's my. That's my issue. I understand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, moving right along, you know, we were talking about this, so I'm going to go ahead and talk about it again. Of course, um, Xbox um, Cloud. Gaming is the future for Xbox. Uh, you know, playing your games on your phone, on your on your television, whatever else. There's not an Xbox Game Pass app on TV yet, but I'm telling you, it's gonna it's gonna be out by by mid or late 2021. It would be very surprising if it wasn't. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, 
Uh, it has been announced that Xbox will be getting one of the biggest games that Ubisoft has ever made. Rainbow Six Siege is coming to Xbox Game Pass for console and Android. Yeah, yeah. Later this week. This is huge news. Huge, huge news. Ubisoft's Rainbow Six Siege is probably one of the largest games out there uh, when it comes down to multiplayer games. Um, it seems that player bases, uh, the player base is going to grow even larger after the recent tease. It has now been officially confirmed by Ubisoft and Xbox that Xbox is getting Rainbow Six Siege and it is coming to Xbox Game Pass for console and Android devices via cloud streaming on October 22nd. That's tomorrow, bro. That it is. Looks like Bolts is going to be playing Rainbow Six Siege. Um, download that bad boy from my phone to my Xbox. Uh, this is, of course, exactly the kind of gaming news that we need right now for Xbox Game Pass. Uh, Xbox Game Pass. So, of course, there's games already on Xbox Game Pass, but a game like Rainbow Six Siege is fucking huge. Yeah. Especially the fact that Rainbow Six Siege has also been—it's also been announced that there is crossplay coming. Um, for the next generation consoles and Siege will be coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X and S as well. So just think about this, bro. Getting, think, you know, you got your Xbox X, <clears throat> I got my PS5, and then let's say, you know, Tony over here has, um, you know, Xbox Game Pass on PC, and then Richard has Xbox Game Pass through his Note 20. And then I, like, hit all y'all up at the same time. Like, hey, bro, let's jump on Siege. And then we could literally jump on Siege, play together on four different devices. I mean, how crazy is that? It's crazy, man. But 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 it's something that we've we've been, been saying for years. This is what needs to happen. This is what has always needed to happen. Um, you know, just like just like we say, the 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 community of gaming is is bigger than it's ever been so why not bring that community together as much yeah. as you can so i really agree with that bolts and i have said it for years um and bolts has said it for years that we need to get to the point that gaming is not based around <coughs> console wars and all this other shit you have phones now like the note 20 that can can support Xbox Game Pass games via xCloud. You know, PC, literally, you can play all Xbox Game Pass games on your PC. Um, and then eventually, you'll be able to play them on your TV. And, you know, we need to have a... <clears throat> we need to have a gaming universe that is united in playing these AAA games together. You know what I'm saying? Now, the one problem that you do um, have with this is like what we had recently... With the Cold War beta, um, a, a extreme amount, heavy percentage of PlayStation and Xbox players turned off crossplay during the Cold War beta because of um, PC cheaters. And like the cheaters on PC, it was so bad that you know Activision, of course, was looking into it. But mm -hmm. like, like I think from what I looked, like the mass percentage of people were turning off crossplay. Because of the cheating aspect that you can do on PC, so and see, and see I think that's where the crossplay needs to kind of step take back, take a step back and look, because the consoles are limited to what you can do. It doesn't matter how much anything; it's just very limited because you have this console. PCs have an entire 
just network that they can run mods you know whatever they need to yeah so it's it as far as the, the cross platform would be really really good for for consoles i i know i know we've talked about having this huge gaming community but just like you said that the, the hacking and the and the cheating that can be done on pc it's just it's it's bad yeah it really is. It yeah. just it's just bad. I don't know for sure if they have the ability to where you can like turn it to where it's just cross cross uh, platform on like Xbox and PlayStation. That should be something that could be should be looked at. That that should be something that they look at the, to where it's just like you turn on consoles or like all or whatever. But I, I'm sure if you turn a, turn it towards just consoles, that means you're not going to be able to play with mobile players or whatever. It still cuts down to like well, I mean, I would think that if you play. Xbox, that means Xbox Game Pass users, even if they're on their note. So, or mobile device, whatever, Android device. So, <clears throat> I think this is huge. I think this is really a big deal, and I'm very excited for Xbox with with uh, the announcement of this. I think this is going to be huge for players in general. Um, so, next up, next on the docket, Doom Eternal, The Ancient Gods Part 1 is out and available now um, for PlayStation 4, Xbox, PC, and Stadia. Um, after defeating uh, the Akon uh, Maker and obliterating the reincarnated Icon of Sin, the Doom Slayer fights for more. He fights for all mankind. Um, <laughs> unleash your vengeance and face your greatest test as you march back to the Maker's realm, defeat powerful new threats, restore order to the heavens, and unearth the corruption that has thrown the universe into chaos. So, this new DLC is fucking amazing. Um, and you can get the season pass or the year one pass uh, for $29.99. So, this is the thing. I've said this since the, the, they originally announced it. It's called Year One Pass. So does this mean that we are going to get two new DLCs next year? I'm sure that Doom Eternal is going to be available to play on PS5 and Xbox Series X um, or Xbox you right. know, consoles in general. But it is such a great DLC, bro. Like, it's so fucking good. Like, I don't know what to say. I know that I named Ghost of Tsushima my game of the year, but this is definitely my runner-up. Like, no questions asked. I said this originally when it first came out that, like, I was going to call Doom Eternal my game of the year. Um, but, it, you know, of course I played Ghost of Tsushima since then. I was like, this has got to be my game of the year. But either way, Doom Eternal is just such a fucking amazing game. And now it's available on Game Pass. And as I played this DLC, I came to realize that, like, this DLC or just this game is such a good selling point for Xbox. You know what I'm saying? Like, go and play Doom Eternal and then realize the type of studio that Xbox just bought. They, I mean, they bought Bethesda. They own the Doom IP now. Go and play Doom Eternal as a PlayStation fan if you have not played Doom Eternal. Go and play it. And then realize why you have to own an Xbox. I mean, there's it's there's no deciding factors. There's no like, oh, I'm kind of on the fence. You can say what you want about Bethesda. I've always been a, a defender of Bethesda games as a whole. But Bolts is, even though 
some of these games are not his cup of tea at times. He can openly admit the type of studio that its software is, the type of gameplay that they put into their games like Wolfenstein, like Dishonored, the Elder Scrolls series, Fallout, just everything in general. Doom is the shining light to show you why Xbox is such a fucking smart company. Yep. I mean, oh my God. As I was going through and playing the Ancient God DLC, literally, as I'm I'm going through level by level, I'm literally thinking, God, Xbox is smart. Holy shit. Phil Spencer and them are so fucking smart for buying this studio because this, this DLC is is this is literally a um is a love letter to to all the fucking bethesda fans doom eternal is a love letter to all the all the bethesda fans doom fans and whatever and it just show goes to show you that with age comes experience with with age comes not just knowledge on gaming but comes passion and that's what every time i have booted up fucking doom eternal that's what i feel a passionate studio like id software created a game that you know they didn't they didn't put this game out for money they they literally relaunched a series okay basically relaunched it and also added it as a different like connection to the originals and all this other shit relaunched a doom series that was connected to the original titles um made it unbelievable then, not only did they make Doom 2016 a great game, capitalized on that and made Doom Eternal one of the best in the series. And then now, gamers should really look at this and say, Xbox, hats off fucking to you. Because I really feel like everybody is focusing on, like, Elder Scrolls and Starfield. You know what I'm saying? Like... Oh yeah, look, Elder Scrolls and Starfield. They're, you know, they're great games, whatever, you know. Yes. Elder Scrolls is a great game. Starfield's a great game. Fallout's a great game. They're they're expansive titles that are really really cool. Starfield we know nothing of yet, and it could be one of the best fucking games that Bethesda ever comes out with. But when when you look at games like Wolfenstein and and Doom, they have been. They are literally the fathers of the first-person oh, shooting genre. Yeah, they are. You know, and then you play Doom Eternal, and and honestly, like Doom Eternal's been downloaded on my console, and when I beat it and reviewed it back in um, April or May, whenever it was, um, I was like, hey, I'm really enjoying my time. Definitely going to be a contender for Game of the Year, best first-person shooter ever. After playing this DLC, I, I'm just still shook. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I haven't even beat it yet. Right. Uh, it, Hugo Martin, Marty Stratton, the whole team at id Software, hats off to you for everything that you have done with this series, for the love and the appreciation that not only do you have for this for the for the IP, but for your fans to make a game like this that continuously gets better. And then a second hats off to Xbox for actually really, really looking into this and not just an acquisition aspect of saying, hey, this can really make people buy Xbox games. Xbox did this because they love Bethesda. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They love Bethesda. How many, what if there's been three Elder Scrolls games or two Elder Scrolls games that came out and they were originally exclusive on the Xbox? Oblivion. Oblivion. 
Um, Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind. It was exclusive on the Xbox as well. It came out on the Xbox. original. Yeah. yeah. So Elder Scrolls Three. It came out exclusive on Xbox. Oblivion came out exclusive on Xbox, and then eventually, like by the close. I wouldn't say to the end of the life cycle, but like mid life yeah. cycle, it ended up coming to PlayStation. Um, and then you're now you're gonna have. I, I'm I'm almost in my mindset now that no if ands or buts. Elder Scrolls, Starfield, any new IPs like this, they will all be exclusive on Xbox, no question. Now subsidiary games like or little side games like Deathloop. And other games from Tango GameWorks yeah, or whatever yeah. else. There's a possibility that they're going to launch them, you know, on both consoles. Um, and I could see Phil Spencer being like, "Yeah, let's launch them on both consoles." But big IPs like Elder Scrolls and Doom, whatever else, there's no reason for them to launch them on PlayStation. You know what I'm saying? Um, I said this recently in the last episode. Phil Spencer said directly that you know we can make our money back. You know, it's a 7.5 billion dollar investment. But yes, we can make it back without having they're, to they're, sell it on PlayStation. They're in the, the biggest business right now in, a, in the world, and that is the gaming business. They can easily make up their money in, in, in a fiscal year if they wanted to. Yeah. So. Well, and and Microsoft is a trillion dollar company mm-hmm. compared to damn Skippy. Compared to like Sony, Sony is not a trillion dollar company. They're a massive company, mm-hmm. you know, in the billions, but they're they they don't have the revenue or the or the reach. the reach that that Microsoft does. So I'm I'm stating it right here. So like J Shock Blast, I'm shouting you out right now, so you can hear me say it. Um, even you know ev- anyone that has always that has called me a PlayStation fanboy, no questions asked. I'm saying it right now. Doom Eternal as a game, wholeheartedly, should make anyone understand why you need to buy an xbox the next doom game i'm saying it here will be exclusive on xbox fallout and elder scrolls will be exclusive on xbox to me it would not make sense to bring it on playstation even though i'm sure i'm gonna love the fuck out of my ps5 that i mean that right there signifies the reason why i will own an xbox because of bethesda games like fucking doom eternal no questions asked so moving on from that, um, our our last topic, and I want you to kind of talk about this bolts because I'm sure you got some some shit talking to say. NBA 2K21 publisher apologizes for unskippable ads that have been implemented in the game. It says it will be fixed in the future. So uh, 2K21 has not, I wouldn't say, has the best launch. Um, but it states right here, um, and it was on their official Twitter page. It says 2k community. As many of you are aware in recent years, ads have been, uh, <laughs> integrated into 2k TV segments. Yesterday's 2k TV ad placement, uh, impacted our players experience in the way we did not intend as these ads are not meant to run as part of the pregame introduction. This will be fixed in future episodes Thanks for contributing and thanks for the feedback. So, come on, bro. Like ads in fucking video games, not 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 like a placement, not like they had a like Gatorade board, yeah, something. like a billboard or like had a Gatorade can that like during the cinematics he's like drinking it. It was a full fucking ad. How I mean, literally, bro. That just that just goes to the reach of how terrible NBA is. 
um, they have to actually put ads in their video games to sell the game so people can play the sport. <laughs> Listen, I, you know, we know, like, like, like we've said in the past, and like we said just in the previous segment, video games is the is is the biggest, the biggest thing in the world right now, regardless yeah. of what anybody says. Anywhere from the Switch, PCs, consoles, so on and so forth, mobile devices. So anytime someone can put their money in there and get their product out there, they absolutely will because it will be seen by millions and millions of eyeballs. Yeah. You know? So ads and video games, I, I, I have no qualms about. Absolutely not. But when it comes to the to the point of hindering your gaming experience, then then we need to talk about it. Yeah. Because that's it's just just it's a forceful thing that just doesn't need to happen. We already have to wait for load times. We already have to wait for a down for us to download the game for an hour and a half or how how fuck big the game is. Yeah. Um. We 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 are we already have to wait for a certain period of time during the download. Fuck, throw some ads up on the screen for an hour. Yeah. Who gives a shit? But during the game itself, unless it's on a billboard in the background somewhere, don't fucking put this shit in there. It's it's, it's you're we're there to play the game. Yeah. That's what we want to do. We don't want to read about fucking, you know, the icy hot and shit like that. <laughs> I'm just, you know, the the new improved roller. You know, no one cares. <laughs> it's it's crazy to me though. Like I completely denounce this a hundred percent. Like sports games already have ads in them. Yeah. Okay. Madden, NHL, MLB, whatever. You see logos all over this stuff because they're making it as realistic as possible. But putting those logos in there as well, it's, you know, it's, it, it cuts down to, um, like, it's going to pop in your mind. You're going to mm-hmm. be playing the game. You're going to look, you're like, oh, man, I'd like to drink a Coke right now. You know, it's subliminal messaging. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So why the fuck would you need to put an actual ad <laughs> in the middle of a fucking TV segment on a game? Come on, bro. Like, that's so ridiculous. And then you don't even give anyone the option of, Skipping the ad. You were forced to watch Nathan. You will watch this fucking TV commercial. You know, like we already got it. You know, honestly, that's the reason why companies like Hulu, Netflix, all these other, you know, streaming services have become so popular because you can pay an extra dollar to two dollars a month and, and never watch a fucking the ad. Fucking ads. Ever. You know what I'm saying? So like why the fuck would I pay sixty to seventy dollars for a game to watch a fucking ad in it? I wouldn't. Fucking ridiculous. Yes, anyway, so episode 306 of the Second Mini Podcast is now done. Check us out very soon for episode 307. Possibly going to be a solo cast of me talking about my experience with Doom Eternal, um, with Crash yeah, Bandicoot, and bro. Call of Duty. You don't fucking play those games. I don't give a shit. You're like, I'm just going to sit there and listen to you. Uh, my two cents fucking matters, bitch. No, I'm, I know that, but like, if I'm reviewing those DLCs and games, like, what are you going to say? You're like, that's cool. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. Anyway, so as I told you guys, we're going to be bringing more episodes to you. Um, and uh, I do have to say, really big shout out to everybody listening. Um, our listeners, uh, uh, listeners have really been going up. So very, very big shout out to everybody that has been listening, especially the people that have been coming in through TikTok and Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, all that other stuff. I really, really appreciate all the new listens. We love you guys. 
Very much so. So um, if you want to leave a message for us, go to anchor.fm uh, forward slash second opinion podcast. And there's a little message button right there. Click it, record a quick message. Uh, give us some questions that you want us to answer about uh, some of the latest and greatest gaming news. Um, and uh, we love you. We value your input, your desire to expand your gaming knowledge. We are here for your utensils. Okay. <laughs> That's the end of the episode. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>